WNCT Podcast Network. Welcome back to another episode of the Nodding Your Side Sports Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Layton. In today's podcast, we're covering last minute sports gifts for Christmas. We're also speaking with Dina King of NC Preps about the high school football state championships and her website's all-state football team. Plus, we're speaking with WNCT's Garrett Short about EC's final plans and preparations and coverage of the Birmingham Bowl. Dick's Sporting Goods has a lot of last-minute Christmas gifts to offer for people in your family who enjoy sports or people who just enjoy being outdoors. A Yeti cup is also a good gift for people in your life who enjoy being outdoors. They keep drinks hot and cold, and they also offer different sizes. Another last-minute option for your friends and family for Christmas can be a jersey of their favorite team. There are also koozies of their favorite team. Plenty of sweatshirts here. There's socks, flags, stickers, drawstring bags for your favorite team, rain ponchos. They have these little covers for you to sit on at the games. There are also cups even more shirts really like i said there's anything you can think of you can also get them a big puffy jacket that'll keep them warm at their favorite sporting events north face offers a color white they offer black they offer bigger ones this white one this black one and they even offer sweatshirts but i recommend the big puffy jackets keep them warm at their favorite sporting events So now that football season just ended, we had the state championships, state finals and everything. Let's talk about the end of football season. <laughs> well, it's a, you know, a sad time of the year when the football, high school football season ends. It's been a, a fun field action packed year, with lots of stuff going on. And, uh, you know, last week we had the uh, final games and all four games were really, really good. Uh, you know, uh, we uh, we saw Manary defeat Tarboro in the 1A uh, state championship. Uh, East Dufflin took the 2A state championship over Reesville. In 3A, East Lincoln defeated Northern Nash. And then in the 4A, um, New Bern uh, defeated Grimsley. So, uh you know, Courtney, you put me on the spot like the, the the other week, and I guess getting three out of three out of four correct is pretty good. Uh, uh, you know, I, I'm sure uh, East Dufflin folks might be a little uh, upset that I, I went with Reesville, but you know, it's hard to go against Reesville with their tradition of, of state championships and, and that coaching staff by Jimmy Teague, but hats off to East Dublin, uh, Coach Battle Holly and his Panthers of having a really, really great season and capping it off with a state championship. The All-State team players list came out this morning. What are some players from our area? And I know there's some great players on there. Yeah, there it was a North Carolina sports riders All-State team. Uh, had members of the prep media from all over the state to vote on this process. It's basically like the old style AP t- all state team, where several um, 
media members vote on it. Um, we had, you know, a lot of a lot of great players to select from, and um, coach of the year was very interesting. Uh, coach Dave Lubowitz of East Lincoln edged out Coach Holly at East Duplin for that honor in the offensive player of the year quarterback Jaden Davis out of Providence Day, got the Offensive Player of the Year. And for Defensive Player of the Year, oh, New Burns' K.J. Sampson came away with that that award for his uh, great year. We're not, so, shocked. Uh, We're not shocked by that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. He, he, had, uh, he, he had a great career. He had a great senior season, and he had a really good state championship game. He, he really – uh, was very instrumental in the buyers uh, going 16 and0 and having a having an undefeated state championship season uh, like I said I've, I've followed Keith through the recruiting process uh, tomorrow's a big day for him uh, to be signing uh, he's a FSU commit so uh, him and along with a l- several other, football players in his state's big day is tomorrow and want to congratulate every one of them. I mean, it's just an honor and a privilege to, to get to further your uh, football career at a college or university at the next level, because let's face it, not everybody gets that opportunity. So best of luck. Congratulations to all of them. So getting back to the, the all state team, um, you know, uh, several several kids in your area was honored uh, on the uh, the defensive side. Dante Hall from East Dublin made it as a defensive back. Also, uh, Israel Powell from Hertford County. He also made the the All State as a DB, and uh, of course KJ made it as defensive tackle. You talked about the signing day and NLI tomorrow, and I remember my signing day and getting to sign my NLI, and it was one of the like best days of my life because you're you're, you're signing your life away, <laughs> but in a good way. You're getting to sign to play at the next level in front of your friends, family, everybody else, and that that's a really cool feeling. So, like you said, yeah. congratulations to them. Yeah, I mean they've got. I mean when I signed. Uh, you know, it was archaic, you know, it's a long time ago. <laughs> now they have all these early, early signing days and which is good. I mean, for football, it used to be, you know, the like the first day or so of February, that was national signing day. And that was, that was just a huge day. I mean, I've been on the, on internet or uh, websites have crashed because of yeah. signing day. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and everything but they they decided to move an early signing day up for for sports and for football uh, December 21st is the the sign early signing day this year for football for those kids that definitely know where they're going why wait but but now uh nowadays there's a lot of kids that early enroll and they want to they basically graduate high school and they go on to their college of choice and start their spring semester in January. We see that a lot. I mean, uh, yeah. uh, some kids give up 
their senior spring season to go on and and start college. I mean, I feel like that's a tough it, decision too. I mean, yeah, I mean, especially if uh, if they're 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 really good in in other sports and and everything and uh, but. You know, as as a lot of stuff is found out here recently, a lot of this stuff they call it business decisions. So yeah, <laughs> if, if they're they're if they're in great standing and they're uh, they're able to graduate, they want to get it jump start and head start into the the college football scene. So now we have those guys that are signing, some guys that could be leaving early, and they're moving on to college. We have some players on the horizon that are coming in for next year. I know this year just ended, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, in the recruiting uh, field that I'm working in, uh, covering it, it's like a never-ending cycle. Now, I mean, the 23, 23s are ending, class of 23s are, are signing and, and everything. Now we focus on the class of 2024. And like I said, you know, mentioned earlier, one of them is uh, uh, Jaden Davis. The quarterback at Providence Day, five-star quarterback, uh, uh, one of the one of the top players, period in the in the nation. That's uh, you know he he's got a who's who of uh, colleges, you know, trying to get his services. I mean, and his his team. I mean, they're they're just loaded. I mean, they've got other. He is a uh, Channing Goodwin, who is a a great. Uh, a wide receiver and DB at Providence Day. He's a 24. Um, Brody Barnhart, who's a 2024 uh, DB. He's he's really you know all these are being highly recruited. Jonathan Paler, who is a, a a wide receiver from Cummins High School. He's he's a big recruit in the state. So I mean there there's a lot. I mean lot 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 of kids in North Carolina and. When, when schools like Ohio State and Alabama and Georgia and Notre Dame and Penn State and Tennessee and Florida State, I could keep going. They, they come to North Carolina to recruit. It also says the talent level in the state of North Carolina is, is so much, so, so much better. I mean, well, not better, but the numbers are so much larger especially with those schools coming in and, and, and trying to, to take the best players out of the state. So, um, but like I said, recruiting, recruiting, recruiting is nonstop, you know. <laughs> you always got to keep looking ahead I mean, in, in football because the, the turnover in football can be insane, really. With the, the addition of the transfer portal, it's, it's just made it, it's just made it tougher on some high school kids. Maybe some high school kids were were um, on the fringe of possibly going D one, and now they might not get that that chance now with the transfer portal with a coach yeah. taking uh, a, a portal kid instead of a, a high school senior. You know they got to do what they got to do to make their programs better. So. Because it's up to each individual coach way he what route he wants to go to. There are some that will will pursue the portal relentlessly, and then there's some coaches that say we're going to build it from, from you know from our recruiting high school kids. So some yeah. preference to the coach. 
the portal blew up on, on the first day. I mean, it was it yeah. was insane to see in the numbers on Twitter. I was like, wow. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I hope the kids that do that do, do find somewhere else to go. The bad thing is, you know, the percentages are that there's a lot that will not. And, you know, they might have been basically better off where they were and get their education because the numbers, you know, you can always look at the numbers, the numbers of kids that, you know, everybody's every kid that plays college football is basically their dream is get the, to the NFL. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, those percentages are very minimum in everything. So get your education in case. <laughs> that yep. doesn't happen or what are some schools that are <laughs> might break out or you know like you said gotta talk about next year <laughs> well I mean you know on my message boards there's always a lot of chatter and you know after that that 1a game between Mountain and Tarbor there's already talk of a rematch from next year which is very very possible because Mount Airy they were they were a very young team. They got a lot coming back next year, and so they'll be preseason number one. And Tarbur, we know Tarbur just reloads, you know, and <laughs> and everything. But uh, you know, and it, it's just you just have to 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 wonder, you know, your your perennial uh, teams that's good each and every year you have to just basically think they're going to be back, you know, a Reedsville. I'm interested to see how East Dufflin is. I'm, I'm pretty sure they were pretty senior dominated. New Bern senior Grimsley's got some, Grimsley's got a good mixture. I could see them making another strong run because they got a, they got some uh, uh, really high, highly recruited wide receivers that will be back in Terrell Anderson and Alex Taylor and a 3A. I think Northern Nash, you know, they had a great, great year there. They were a little bit senior dominated. But going back to state championship, I, I just want to throw in that it was just kind of cool seeing Governor Roy Cooper at the state championship game. He was there yeah. supporting his Northern Nash uh High school alumni was over there in his uh, his Northern Nice letter jacket. So it was <laughs> it was kind of cool seeing the governor there in Raleigh uh, supporting his high school team. So you can follow me on uh, Twitter at NC Preps and uh, the website's ncpreps.com. So just wanted to thank y'all for for uh, visiting, and I hope everyone has a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. WNCT Podcast Network. Garrett Short, thank you for joining me. Of course, happy to be here. So it's the holiday season. Everybody gets super excited for the holidays. Personally, it's my favorite time of year. I don't know if you feel the same way. I am a massive Christmas fan. So this time of year hits all of the spots that I needed to. It's wonderful. 
Yeah, I agree. But we do know that a huge Christmas present for all ECU fans would be a huge win in the bowl game coming up on December 27th on Tuesday. We know you get to go. How excited yeah. are you? It's going to be interesting. I think that, you know, there was some positives and negatives from people wanting to be in a different bowl game or maybe wanting to play somewhere else or you know, whatever it might be. But at the end of the day, you know, beggars can't always be choosers. And the fact that ECU is back in a bowl game, that's the most important thing with what happened last year, with what's happened the last eight or so years of not even making a bowl game. Yeah. Any way you slice it, this is a huge win, and the cherry on top would be a victory against North Carolina. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the cherry on top for you is that you actually get to go. Yeah. I, I have never been to a bowl game before, so I'm really yeah. excited to see how it is. And obviously, you know, when you're playing in a postseason game, everything is raised up a little bit. So I'm expecting uh, a really fun day the 27th. Yeah. Unfortunately, you have to leave at 530 in the morning on Friday. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it'll be myself and uh, our main anchor who also helps us out with news uh, and sports, Ken Watlington. We will be driving down uh, Friday morning. It's about, I think, a nine-hour drive. Cross your fingers, we don't hit traffic. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it is going to be a, a long drive. Uh, we'll be there for a, quite a few nights, um, just getting ready to prepare for the game, you know, talking to the team when we can and, um, you know, tagging along. They have different events throughout the few days, but uh yeah, it'll be a long drive. Um, I may tag him to drive for most of the world, but we'll see. <laughs> Even though it's the Birmingham Bowl, there's been weather issues. It is, like we said, holiday season. It's December and practice is getting moved. And, you know, talk about that a little bit. Well, I think everyone thinks, oh, it's going to be in Alabama. It's quite a way south. It'll be warm. Well, uh, <laughs> there seems to be a streak of weather hitting a large portion of the country right now. And Alabama will be no different uh, with some of the cold weather. I will leave the forecasting up to the Channel 9 meteorologists, um, but it, it's going to be pretty brisk, um, you know, depending on time of day, whether that's high 30s, uh, low to mid 40s, it's going to be pretty chilly. So it sounds like ECU has moved their practices instead of practicing at a local high school, they're going to make the drive that's, I think, just at or under an hour to the University of Alabama. Um, that way they can use some indoor practice facilities there and get in their work. Um, out of the cold and make sure they're still being productive because, you know, weather is one thing that you can't control, sadly. ECU has some great facilities, no indoor practice facility, but no matter who you are, I think if you were going to get to walk around and play on the field where so many national champions have played, that's yeah. always going to be pretty neat. Um, and, you know, I'm sure there's probably going to be some pictures and videos on Snapchat or Instagram stories because that's going to be a really cool experience. So that kind of just adds to the, uh, the whole, you know, four or five day span for the players. Yeah. And we talked about beforehand, I used to go to Alabama camps. So I can say, you know, speaking for myself and letting everybody know in case there's people who haven't been, those facilities are just as beautiful as you can imagine. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. money and also all of the, it's like the feeling of, I guess, champions, you know, obviously Alabama, depending on who you ask is the premier college football program in the country. So getting to even be a part of that, even if it's just for a two hour practice at a time, that's going to be really neat for the guys. And you think about Alabama, even if they're not the best in the SEC, you still think about Nick Saban and the program in general oh, is number one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think they're going to enjoy that. Um, but at the end of the day, it's also, you have to get down to business and there are so many moving pieces this time of year for both teams and every single team that's still playing you know, transfers, injuries, all these different things, people um, just, 
deciding to sit out the bowl game to prepare for the NFL draft. Um, these practices are extremely important to making sure that um, I guess by the time kickoff comes, they are ready with whoever is stepping onto the field. Yeah. And, you know, with the transfers and everything you just mentioned with the bowl game coming up, um, there's been a lot more than expected than expected from me, I think, going into this bowl game because it was so exciting and something for the program. Um, that was a huge step. And we talk about Coach Houston, who has turned the program around significantly in the last few years. And we're going to a bowl game the second year in a row. What are your expectations for the bowl game going forth, even though there's been a lot of changes made in the last few weeks? Well, the thing is, you know, everyone is dealing with it. We were talking about changes in transfers. You know, that is happening to every single program in the country right now. Some more than others, some at bigger positions than others. You know, for ECU, you have a pair of Joneses, Avery Jones on the offensive line. Ryan Jones um, is going to sit out the game to prepare for the NFL draft as a tight end. Avery Jones going to Illinois in the transfer portal. So two guys that started and played big roles. But then on the flip side of things, it's not like Coastal Carolina isn't also experiencing this. Grayson McCall, their quarterback, who has led them to a few double-digit win seasons over the course of the last few years, he is playing in the game. But after that, he's hitting the transfer portal. Yeah. Props to him for, for playing and seeing things through with the Chanticleers there and getting to play that game. But there's so many different changes going on. However, when all of this stuff happens and you have all these moving pieces, I think a common denominator is the coaching staff to mm -hmm. play a lot of things out. And for ECU fans, I think you know that what, when you see Mike Houston, you're going to get what you're going to get, which is a well-prepared team that is going to work hard. He's very fired up about any football, let alone bowl football. Yeah. Coastal Carolina, Jamie Chadwell was their head coach. He's heading out to be the head coach at Liberty now. So they have NC State's offensive coordinator, Tim Beck, coming in next year for this bowl game. The interim will be Chad Staggs, who was the Chanticleers defensive coordinator. They have a lot of moving pieces. So for the sake of preparation and stuff, I'd like to think that East Carolina has at least a little bit of a leg up. You talk about Grayson McCall, fun fact. He went to a school in my county. <laughs> he is from my, uh, my area. So he was even, they talked about him in high school. He was a big talk in my, obviously, I mean, Sam Howell went to my high school, so that was another one, but <laughs> we had a lot of good football players from my area. It I sounds was. like a two really good football players, <laughs> Sam Howell in the NFL and, you know, Grayson McCall probably on his way right now. We'll see where he ends up going, but yeah, he's been an absolute stud and a, a real reason why Coastal Carolina has been so good the last few years. This year, uh, I believe it's 24 touchdowns to just two interceptions, so he takes care of the ball. Uh, the issue is, you know, will ECU's defense be able to crack him? You know, we right. know uh, defensive coordinator Blake Carroll loves to create chaos. Will yeah. they be able to do that with a quarterback that has played so much football for Coastal? And on the flip side, ECU's quarterback, Holt Naylor's, in his last game in Dowdy, he didn't throw a single touchdown, which uh, broke my heart because when I knew we were kind of down, that's, that's all I wanted because I knew that was important to him. Uh, we won the last game of the regular season, but again, his last game in Dowdy wasn't, um, wasn't great. Um, so we can kind of see his performance going into this bowl game and, and I think he'll use it as motivation. Yeah. You definitely want the players that, you know, I feel like a lot of people have a soft spot for Holton. Some people don't like him for whatever reason they think, you know, the grass is greener sometimes, but he's emptied the tank for ECU in his career playing through injury. He's had a wonderful career considering he basically owns all the records, yeah. <laughs> um, but you, you kind of wanted him, whether it was a win or whether it wasn't, you wanted to see something positive out of that last home game against Houston. 
they didn't get it. Um, so you, you'll probably be thinking, hey, that wasn't the end. Yes, it was our last home game, but this is our last chance to finish something out. Him and the rest of these seniors, let's do this the right way. And, you know, who knows if it's going to be a win, but you got to put forward a, a little bit better of a game. And hopefully they can. It'd be win number eight on the year, which would be tremendous for the program. Do you have a score prediction? See, that's the thing with all these moving pieces. Um, you know, Coastal Carolina is putting up, I think, just about 30 points per game. I don't think they'll be at that point. Um, mm -hmm. With all of the things that I said earlier, so many moving pieces, my guess is ECU will probably end up winning 34 to like 24. Okay. <laughs> that would probably be about my estimates. Um, you know, who knows where both defenses will be. But I think at the end of the day, um, this is not going to be, you know, a 45 to you know, 42 point game. I don't know if the weather will be quite conducive to that, but sometimes you never know. Yeah. That 40 point game. That was Temple last regular season. game. <laughs> hey, you know, if there was fantasy football in college, that would be an excellent game. If you could see ECU in any bowl game and you would get to go, which one would it be? Uh, any I bowl game anywhere. I think just for time of year, I'd have to choose like Bahamas or Hawaii. Bowl. <laughs> uh, that would be pretty hard to pass up. Um, yeah. I've never been to Boston or Fenway Park, and I think the Fenway Bowl would have been really cool um, just getting them to see in such like, I don't know if there's much more of an iconic sports atmosphere and stadium than Fenway, yeah. um, you know, but also I'm at the point where you have to be grateful for wherever you're at because you look at, I mean, you've been around ECU for years. <laughs> seen some good football and seen some bad football. Yeah. So <laughs> take what you can get. And right now, you know, there's the Birmingham Bowl is nothing to turn your nose up at, and neither is Coastal Carolina. This is a team that has been ranked very frequently over the last few years. Um, they are nine and three this year. This is not going to be some low life game. This is going to be a good football game. Yeah. And you said you've never been to Fenway. No, I have not. I've been to Fenway and I'm from North Carolina. <laughs> I'm from Illinois. Okay. I'm Midwest. You're at least East Coast. <laughs> Well, I only went because we played at UConn when UConn was still in our conference. My, I guess it was my sophomore year or my freshman year. And our coach was a huge Red Sox fan. And she was like, let's just go. I was like, okay. Like, I don't even like baseball like that. But I was like, all right, that's fine. Yeah, that is okay. a, a, that's a place on the bucket list definitely to go to. You know, the Hawaii Bowl, we won in what, 2000? Long, yeah, quite a while ago. 2007, maybe. But I'm super excited for you and you get to go. Is there anything that you're most excited about? Uh, I've never been to Alabama. Um, and also just for the sake of another football game, you know, it's been, I don't have a calendar in front of me, but about a month since ECU has played a football game. Yeah. Um, high school football season is in our rearview mirror. So it kind of feels like football season is over, but to get one last chance to go out and watch the guys play and hopefully end the season on a positive note, you know, they've put in so much work. Uh, the seniors and the coaching staff of turning this around over the last few years to see them end things on a positive note would be really, really fun and make up for some of that heartbreak that they had last year with the military bowl being canceled. So hoping they can get a proper send off. All right. Awesome, Garrett. Thank you so much. That was Garrett Short. WNCT Podcast Network.